0: Not a single, not a double, but a triple. Welcome to the Triple Option Podcast with Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss, a part of the Running Hooks Podcast Network. Triple Option Pass Podcast. I am co-host Ryan Gregory, joined as always by Devin Voss. Devin, how are we doing, buddy?
1: Doing great, doing great. Just putting in the grind.
0: Yeah, you know, we missed last week because, you know, two very active and working boys. But, you know, we're coming up on on our our duties for this week. But, you know, we we thought we'd squeeze one in real quick for you guys, get get out a little podcast, uh, to recap last week and get a quick preview in before uh, before we get <laughs> two weeks behind on our stuff. Very right true. All right, so I think it's only fitting that we start with the first game that actually mattered last week, and that would be UCF-Louisville on Friday <laughs> night because what the fuck? That, that was the least UCF game I've ever seen. Like, if, if they play that game 10 times over pre-Malzahn, I mean, they win it all 10 times. I mean, this is not a good Louisville team. And to for everybody on the edge of your seats, Louisville wins 42-35 off a pick six at the end of the game. And in throwing it, Dylan Gabriel gets hurt and is now gone for the season with a broken collarbone. It was It is a catastrophe going on in Orlando right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty brutal when you get beat by Malik Cunningham, who is literally just doing everything for Louisville. Like, this dude... <laughs> he's he's basically a one-man show uh, and and what do you lose on such a you know pick six like that it's it's brutal man and uh, it really sucks that you now Gabriel gets injured and is out for the season you know he's a great player um I feel like us uh, UCF just has a bad string of the injury bug with their good QBs. Yeah, I mean <laughs>
0: more so than ever with McKenzie Milton. That was like the worst injury in college football history. Yeah. But one last thing about Louisville UCF that I'm upset about, still no sign of Shy Wertz. Just is not being utilized in that Louisville offense, which I feel is just just silly.
1: <laughs> not a yeah. Nothing.
0: All right. And so now we'll kick it over to uh to Saturday of last week. That would be the 18th. Uh, number one, Bama 31, number 11, Florida 29, uh, it's a really solid game out of Bryce young. I think this is what we've, we've wanted to see out of him. And especially, especially with a, a fairly solid, uh, Florida defense. I mean, having to throw the ball against Kyre Elam is never fun, but Florida puts a scare into Bama. I mean, do you think this says more about what Florida's offense can be, or it says more about the, the shortcomings that Bama may be facing this season?
1: Uh, I think it's a little bit of a mix of both. Uh, I think Bama came into this one uh, and thought they were going to, you know, be able to rough them up. And to be fair, they did in that first quarter, but uh, they kind of let off the gas and and let Florida creep back in. And you got to give credit to Florida's defense for, uh, you know, getting them back into the game as well. Uh, and, And Florida was just, you know, a drive, a play short of being able to pull this one off. And, uh, I think, I think it does speak to both though, because you know, with, with the matchup that Alabama has this week, which I know we'll get to, uh, they better be prepared because, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one, but yeah, I, I absolutely love the, how the Gators played, uh, obviously not in the first quarter, but just have the resiliency to fight back. Plus, uh, you know, even the, the polls agreed they didn't even move them. They didn't move a spot back or anything like that. So,
0: Exactly, you really can. I mean, they put as good of, a good as of a fight as possible in against what is ranked as the best team in the nation. I I want to see more from Emory Jones. I've heard yeah. such great things about him from the preseason. Yeah. Running the ball, he was he was really really good, but just just need a little bit more out of the passing game. I think Florida that that game against Georgia is going to be one hell of a thing to look at because yeah. I thought I thought Georgia was the perennial. Like, this is my championship team, and now all of a sudden I'm a little worried about Florida coming to town. Speaking of teams that we were really high on coming into the season, San Diego State 33, (laughs) Utah 31. Uh, Utah's quarterback, Charlie Brewer, doesn't play great in this one, ends up getting benched, and then subsequently leaves the program over over his, his benching and his dissatisfaction with the team in general. And so San Diego State does what San Diego State does. They're just, like, the most boring team west of the Mississippis. They just run the ball all the time. I mean, but, uh, I mean, the Aztecs only had 248 total yards in this game, and they won. I mean, their running back had 119 yards and two touchdowns, but, like, they just did the bare minimum. But Utah's defense is just this so bad. Unexpected. Yeah, that's that's been the weirdest part about this season is that like this might be the the worst Utah team that I remember in like recent history.
1: Yeah, at least so far. Uh I feel I feel terrible about the freaking Utah pick. My goodness. It's Yeah, as you it, should. You know, to, to be fair, I guess you can't really expect that you just expect Utah to you know be a pretty solid team here in year out, but man what a what a blow up from the this team,
0: man. Yeah, with Charlie Brewer coming there, there was no reason to be like, oh, Utah's going to take a huge step back. Like, it was entirely fair for people to think like you did and be like, all right, here's the next step. Utah becomes one of those powers, and not only the Pac-12, but the playoff conversation, and now a 1-2 and start to the season just not looking good.
1: They'll Um, they'll end up getting a big win over some some Pac-12 team that's ranked. Don't worry.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's the Pac-12, and they have a, a <laughs> tendency to, to cannibalize. So that, that's coming. So while, while Utah's been disappointing, how about a team that's kind of come out of the, the blue and been good? Fucking Michigan State, man. Michigan State, 38, yeah. number 24, Miami, 17. All the way out on Miami, let me just start it there. I mean, Derek King had to throw the ball 60 times in this game because yeah. they were behind the whole time. They, they were never winning this game. No. And so De- so, De- Eric has to throw the ball, as I said, sixty times in a losing effort. Like that's that's just a, a horrible look. Uh, Kenny Walker the third of Michigan State, a beast. twenty seven carries for one seventy two. I mean Peyton Thorn. He, he's he's been outstanding so far. Yeah, coming out of nowhere. But it, it's nice to be able to have Walker to take twenty seven carries a game.
1: Yeah, I uh, mean. You know, you look. You look at Thorne. He's he's put up seven hundred twenty-six yards and nine touchdowns so far. He has the sixth best QBR in the NCAA right now. And then Kenneth Walker is just that. That dude's just playing his way into the Heisman conversation. He is just oh yeah, eating.
0: absolutely. It's it's malpractice to not even mention him in that discussion right now. But Michigan State, I mean. While while the road hasn't been overly challenging, especially with what I think that we know about Miami now, I yeah. mean, their their players are are they ranked this week? I, I haven't checked yet. No, but,
1: but no, I don't think they'll so. They'll be no. in a
0: conversation for that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh wait, yeah, they are. Sorry, twenty.
0: All right. So good for good for the Spartans. This is certainly not what we were expecting them out of the preseason. As you can if you go yeah. back and check us on our previews, we were. I was like aggressively middle of the road on Michigan State. I was like, they'll probably I mean, win a couple, but they'll be bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're like convincing wins too, and you know, over Youngstown is whatever. But right, thirty-eight to twenty-one over Northwestern and thirty-eight to seventeen over Miami. That those are those are good wins.
0: Miami was the first one that proved something because I think Northwestern is just having their their yeah. typical like one out of every five years where they're dog shit. I yeah. think that's. This is one of those Northwestern years, but I mean Miami's ranked and has one of the most explosive quarterbacks in the league. So, yeah. anywho, uh, we'll move on to another quarterback that threw a hell of a lot of passes, and that will be uh, Will Rogers of Mississippi State in a losing effort to Memphis. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I was not huge on Memphis coming into the season, as as we've all as we've come to know, but. Big win for the Tigers at home over an SEC team. I mean, Will Rogers goes 50 for 67, 419 yards and three touchdowns. (laughs) And his Q and his QBR was 60. (laughs) That is so indicative that the guy was only throwing bubbles and slants. He wasn't doing anything to lift his team. I mean, um, not too much to say about it other than, you know, Memphis goes out and beats an SEC team that's running the air, the air raid. I mean, good for them. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, is this just team wise, like just even beating an SEC team? Is that, is that their biggest win in like past few years? Um, I would
0: say whatever year that Memphis beat UCF, um, I, I would honestly consider that a bigger win. <laughs> that's,
1: fair. that's fair.
0: Because just at the time, I think UCF was near, still near the peak of its, um, I can't remember what year it was, but UCF was still near the peak of its powers, and, and Memphis snagged them one year and kind of threw a wrench into the whole uh, American race. But yeah. Th- this is certainly up there. I mean, can we talk about that fucking punt return? <laughs> Where yeah. Mississippi State plays it perfectly. Like, the guy dives, keeps it out of the end zone, and so the fucking bozo bulldogs are just kind of sitting around it, <laughs> just, just stare at it. <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, Austin just sweeps, swoops in, grabs it 94 yards of the house, End up being, you know, what swung the game for Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, you just – that's so incredibly, Mike Leach, just be like, yeah, we're only focused on passing. <laughs> I don't know much about special teams. <laughs>
1: terrific win, though, for Memphis.
0: Another tr- terrific win, and something that I thought was terrifically needed by this program, uh, UNC-59. UVA thirty nine, yeah. I mean, UNC. We it, I've been so quick to write them off because they look so bad early, but Virginia, for for Virginia standards, this is a good iteration of of the Cavaliers this year. I think the defense is really solid, and Brennan Armstrong is grayed out as like one of the best quarterbacks in FBS right now. Yeah. I mean, the dude, the dude threw for five hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns and lost. Yeah. But I guess that's what happens when you play against, um, against, uh, you know, a ranked team with a first round quarterback. Howell goes 14 for 21, 307 yards, five touchdowns, one pick. Five touchdowns. Tar Heels never punted in this game. Never punted. It was either a turnover or they scored.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they had literally two people who almost had, uh, over 200 yards. I mean, uh, Chandler, the running back had 198 yards and two touchdowns and downs, the wide receiver had 203 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and, and by, by the way that, you know, Howell had five touchdowns, you would have thought that, you know, he was the one just slinging it all. You know, it wasn't really much else, but no, <laughs> not, not a chance. It was a full team offensive effort.
0: Yeah. I mean. Like, like I said, this is on the list because UNC needed this so bad. I think a lot of people had written them off because preseason, the whole hype was this is the one team that can beat Clemson. And I think yeah. that we've kind of lost sight of that. But I think that's still going to be a big game because Clemson, we'll get to it, has not looked hot. And no. UN, UNC goes out and takes care of business against a really solid Virginia team. Yeah. Now, moving on from that one, uh kind of the opposite trajectory of Devin's beloved uh, Utah Utes. BYU now ranked, uh, I, I don't know what they are now, but 23rd last week, 27, number 19, Arizona State, 17. And my, my biggest note in bold, Jaden Daniels, what are you doing, man? Yeah. 21 for 29, 265, zero touchdowns, two picks. I mean, against BYU, man, they're totally reloading. They have the least amount of returning talent in, in division one this year, everyone left and Arizona state can't get it done against them. I mean, all my faith that I had them in them preseason has pretty much evaporated. Yeah. Uh, and any of your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah. Uh, BYU is officially the leader of Pac-12 South. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, That's
0: true. They're two 0 <laughs> they
1: the the uh, Pac-12 might as well just consider they're on them in the Pac-12 championship game at this point, I mean...
0: Current uh, Big 12 member, BYU.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, they might as well. I mean, at, at this point, you know, BYU's clearly proven that, you know, they're better than the Pac-12 South. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, I you know what? I give cr- a lot of credit to Jaron Hall because I feel like everybody wrote this team off just because of the fact that, you know, they're second overall pick of a quarterback left. Uh, Plus, as you mentioned, all of the, uh, you know, there's not much returning talent. Uh, I got to give a lot of credit to Jaron Hall. I mean, by no means has he been, you know, phenomenal statistically. uh, But, I mean, he has the 12th best QBR uh, in in the nation. And, uh, you know, he's just been able to get them wins. And, you know, these, these wins aren't like, huge like that they're not very high scoring wins but uh their wins nonetheless and the defense has been pretty solid for BYU as well
0: You make a great point about Hall I mean it's important to not expect the the quarterback after the generational quarterback to also be a generational quarterback but he has been he's been above average he's never going to be Zach Wilson that kid was just entirely different in a in a perfect circumstance with a bunch of 30-year-old offensive linemen in front of him. But Hall has been pretty outstanding. I mean, he still has Gunnar Romney there. He still has Algier running the ball for him. I mean, for, for all that BYU lost, there's still a lot of talent on this team, as we've seen, and now they've, now, you know, 3-0, <laughs> leading the yeah. Pac-12 South. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last uh, major game that, we want, that I wanted to cover, and then we can kind of delve into the – any other odds and ends that we want to talk about from last week. Uh Ole Miss 61, Tulane, 21. Uh, I include this because I mean, we have been so high on Tulane and yeah. and we've definitely been hedging it with Ole Miss. We've been kind of carefully talking about it in the sense of the offense is really fun. Let's see, let's see if the rest of the team can rally around them. I mean, in years past, this is a game that Tulane, or not Tulane, I'm sorry, Ole Miss would win. 61 to 53, and, and that, they're holding on by the seat <laughs> of their pants because yeah. the defense doesn't do anything. This is a really good two lane offense that they held at 21 points and had a lot of possessions because Ole Miss kept scoring. So well well done by this Ole Miss defense. I think they're they're actually like capital G good. I mean, Matt Corral is doing his thing. Um to hold Pratt and company from two lane in check like that, I was I was just really blown away.
1: Yeah, exactly as you said. I mean, even you know a year or two ago, you would think that this game would be sixty-one to to fifty-six final, (laughs) Uh, and for them to be able to hold Tulane to you know twenty-one points, heck, that's better than what Oklahoma did. So it's true, uh, and you would think Oklahoma would have the superior defense, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great win for Ole Miss, uh, even though, you know, two lanes, one and two. Uh, I think it really just shows something, and it really gives them something going uh, coming up into this week uh, we have here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sorry, before, I couldn't
0: get myself off mute. I was, I was trying <laughs> to help you transition off that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say, before, before we dive into that, uh, exactly as you said, just tie in some loose ends— uh, obviously the big one here in Indiana uh was Cincinnati defeating Indiana 38 to 24. Um IU puts up, you know, a great fight through the first half I would say. Uh and then you know Ritter and the offense just absolutely make a tear. Um uh, they show up finally, but final 38-24 proving game. They did it. Uh now yep. they got a really really prove themselves against Notre Dame and by the way they'll probably beat them and that's coming from an Irishman so uh, yeah it, it'll it'll be fun and interesting to see where Cincinnati goes
0: yeah absolutely I mean I really liked seeing Cincinnati play from behind because I thought that would be their Achilles heel this year I thought yeah. for sure it was going to be okay they're going to rest on their defense because it is. it would be a good power five defense so they'll right. just kind of Right on that score, twenty-one to twenty-eight, and get get the hell out of there. But having to play from behind and seeing Ritter kind of control things, being able to do things, arms and legs like we knew we can. But like under that pressure of like the world is watching you right now, and and they delivered like that. I mean, uh, it was a really good prove it game, like you said. And uh, we'll we'll learn a lot this Saturday about what Notre Dame is, but. Either way, it's a game that Cincinnati is going to have to win if they still want to maintain the the
1: national conversation that they're in. Yeah, it's it's by far a must-win game for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in some WTF moments from this past week, what, what were you doing, Kentucky, with Chattanooga? Why were you playing with your food like that? Been, <laughs> they, they brought in a guy from the Rams whose name escapes me to be their OC. And in the first two weeks, so much fun, just bombing it everywhere. And then Chattanooga comes to Kentucky, and Kentucky wins 28-23. Like the, the trio of Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, and Wandale Robinson has been so much fun. And then it just about shit the bed against an FCS team. Yep. I mean, obviously, they have South Carolina coming to town this week, so that's a good get-right game, seeing as how Chattanooga would beat South Carolina by about 15 right now. Yeah. But pro- props to them for hanging with them, but Kentucky, we got to get right there, bud.
1: Yeah. I totally agree.
0: Um a couple of uh WTFs as well. Texas State lost to Incarnate Word. I was so <laughs> ready. I was singing their praises all all this off season. I was like McBride's a good quarterback. He throws me a 30 QBR in this game as they lose to I mean, to be fair, Incarnate Word has last year's Jerry Rice award winner, which is the top freshman in all of FCS. He goes 31 for 47 with 376 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, McBride can't control Texas state's defense, but also like, come on guys, incarnate word. What are, what are we doing? And a, a kind of a, a, sad upset game was Arizona losing to Northern Arizona, 21, 19, the, the fish era not off to a good start. Arizona might be one of the worst power five teams right now outside of Andy. Yeah. Mandy. yeah. Uh, really totally. bad situation there.
1: Um, a few others. Uh, obviously Oklahoma uh, barely hanging in there against Nebraska. Definitely That's a bad look playing with their food. Spencer Rattler's played his way out of many things. Uh, just, just a bad look overall for Oklahoma, but and they got the win even if it was ugly uh but that's not to say you know much will much will look good going forward uh clemson only beat georgia tech 14 to 8 uh yeah toughy again clemson's fallen all the way down the rankings uh to number nine uh this this week and then also another one was uh what was it? Oh, Coastal Carolina and Buffalo. That's not a WTF. That was just a straight up good, you know, two yeah, great good game. Yeah, two great group of five programs going at it. Uh, but Coastal Carolina gets gets the win there. Uh yeah, in a, in a I'd like very to
0: apologize fun. to the Bulls. I, I was definitely selling them short this offseason. I thought that with with Leipold leaving was going to be the lifeblood of Buffalo, but I mean they still got players and for They're them to hang with. It. Yeah, they throw the damn ball now. It's 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 a good fun team, and I feel bad. <laughs>
1: it's all right. It's all right. Oh,
0: we, I forgot to touch on uh, Fresno UCLA.
1: Oh, the great, the Hainer oh game. Oh my god, that, the that Hainer dude, game.
0: He said it was his hip that was hurt. I thought for sure watching that game that he had several broken ribs. <laughs> he was yeah. struggling to stand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a great game. And if, if, I mean, I'm sure many people have watched it, it went all over social media, but uh, if you haven't watched that seriously, just watch the, like the last four minutes or so five minutes of the game, uh, you know, Fresno state's quarterbacks clearly injured dude can barely walk, <laughs> Marches down the field, throws the ball nearly every single time. Uh, yep. gets a touchdown, UCLA strikes back, and then he goes down the field again. Uh and and literally just just trying to run hurry up offense and just limping around everywhere. It was pretty awful, but <laughs> <laughs> but the dude stuck in and got the win for Fresno State. What was a huge win. And uh Fresno is is really proving themselves in the group of five this year.
0: Really fun team. I mean, probably the has to be the favorite in the Mountain West right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's between them and Boise, but with how Nevada's looked early, I think Fresno is just so much fun with Ronnie Rivers running the ball and Cropper catching it. I mean, they have the typical like big quote unquote big three that we look for that makes a, a group of five teams stand out, and they've they've got it. I mean, they beat 13th ranked UCLA. I mean, Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson can only do so much. I, I thought he played fantastic. In that game, but just did not have a lot of help.
1: Yeah. Um, just beat.
0: Yeah. And and elsewhere, just some quick scores to rattle off. Uh, Penn State beat Auburn twenty-eight twenty. I watched a lot of this game. It was it was it's hard to watch Auburn's offense. Is the best way to put it.
1: Oh, <sighs> They just needed. They just needed. They just need to put somebody else in.
0: Yeah. Neither one of these teams are necessarily like playoff teams, despite both being ranked. It it was it was the game of the day because they're both ranked and this was a relatively weak week, I guess. But, yeah, you know, Penn State gets it done at home, and so props to them. I don't really have too much to say. Uh, West Virginia uh, hosting Virginia Tech kind of exposes game exposes them for being frauds. I think. I think Virginia Tech got one nice win, and everybody was ready to blow them. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. West Virginia brings them back back down to earth. Uh, Jared Day. De- Deji, I think is how I've heard it pronounced so many different times now on different yeah. broadcasts. Not a great game from him, but you know, the Mountaineers get it done. I mean, Undefeated. he only threw for 190 and two touchdowns in a pick. Oh no, West Virginia has a loss. I don't I don't remember. Oh, who do it they? Is. Yeah, oh, let I me remember. Vamp for me.
1: All right. As I uh, look it up. <laughs> while while he looks that up. Uh just there was another there's another shout out. Even though
0: oh, they lost week one to fucking Maryland. Oh, uh, that's okay, right. That's it, it was right. the Talia yeah. game. Talia looked yeah. really good in that game.
1: Yeah. Um, and and Western Michigan defeated Pitt forty-four to
0: forty-one. Oof! Oof. I'm eating my words on Pitt again. She, when will I learn? When will I learn? <laughs>
1: it was Narduzzi, a great game.
0: Narduzzi's got to get fired. <laughs> Whether it's midseason or after the season, this has to be the end of Narduzzi. You cannot. Caleb Elam played really well. And like, or Ellaby played really well. 25, 23, 35, 337, three touchdowns. You, you're pit. You're pit. You can't lose the fucking Western Michigan. Fucking Kenny Pickett had six touchdowns. And lost And lost. <laughs> Yeah, Pickett well, was also. What the man do? He can't he, was do also, he was also the leading rusher in that game for yeah. Pitt, but he he should not have been because he fumbled twice.
1: <laughs> like that's just the product of him just trying to do everything. What what was this? I uh.
0: And uh, I have one last sad thing to point out, and that would be that the Seth Luttrell era at North Texas, for a while, he was held in the same conversation as like how we talk about like Billy Napier right now, just like the best group of five head coach, but 40 to six loss to UAB for North Texas. And Latrell is going in, in staying at North Texas, trying to get a better job. He's going to end up getting fired, which is just a, a brutal scene for the guy that really feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Any other scores from last week you want to touch on before we get into the preview section of the pod? No, nope, That's, that's all good for me. All right, so now we'll kick it into week four of college football. Um, something that stands out to me before we even get to sat, uh, Saturday, on on Friday, today, as we're recording this, it, you'll probably already have seen what happens by the time you listen to this. But Wake in Virginia, keeping my eyes on that one. I think that's going to be yeah. a really good game. Wake might be the second best team in the ACC. Can we talk about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wake Forest has has looked great so far. They've had – I mean – a dominant win over Florida State, though. I don't know how much that says. Uh, <laughs> which is sad. Which, which is sad. But, uh, you know, this is even though, uh, you know, no, I'd say this is a proven game for Wake. Even though Virginia, you know, obviously yeah, totally. isn't a, a top of the tier talent uh, in terms of in terms of teams. But uh, for, for a team like Wake, yeah, I mean, a, a convincing win here could easily throw them into, you know, at least... Number twenty five range, I would say, uh, and I feel like this always happens with Wake Forest. They always have just a random up good season.
0: I don't know where they always find these guys, but I mean, <clears> that they, they they always find just out of nowhere these guys that are pro ready. Like they're received. they have a receiver that's super good. Whose name is escaping me? But he'll he'll probably be like a, a day two pick. At Wake Forest, (laughs) things just keep working for Clawson out there. Um, That'll about do it for the Friday games. I mean, Liberty's going to beat Syracuse by a million, and Fresno State's going to beat UNLV by an actual million. Um, Starting off on the Saturday slate, of course, everyone's at noon is going to be focused on the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game at Soldier Field.
1: Woo, um, a battle of Ryan Gregory versus Devin? Oh, my God. What is this?
0: Yeah, this is, this is the real, uh, <laughs> this is the actual uh, play action pass or triple option pass. <laughs> Couldn't have our own podcast.
1: PA Power o, playing too the much <laughs> playing NCAA
0: 14. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. This is the actual triple option pass game of the week because it's my team versus Devin's team. Uh, yeah. Do you want to start with? with a couple words about your boys.
1: Um, I I mean, really, this is just going to be, I truthfully, uh, this, this game could go either way. Um, if, if I had to put a hand on who's going to win this bad boy, uh, I'm going to say it's Wisconsin. And I say that because of Wisconsin's defense and what they've shown so far, um, just coupled up with Notre Dame's offense and how it's struggled so far. Uh, I think that a lot of it will, will go that way. But uh, obviously, the, the obvious storyline is Jack Cohn versus Graham Burtz. Uh, and I think it really is up to, you know, Cohn to be able to, to come in and insert himself, uh, not necessarily because of this whole, you know, former team battle thing, just to even get the Notre Dame offense moving because, uh, you know, as, as we've seen so far this season, Wisconsin's defense isn't something to mess around with.
0: Yeah, all, this, all of the all the blah blah blah. All of the statistics are pointing to that Notre Dame has been, or not Notre Dame. I'm sorry, Wisconsin has been one of the best defenses in in all of college football. But also, half of that was against Eastern Michigan because they had a bye week last week. Yeah, um, I, I will agree with you that I think that Wisconsin is going to win this one. And that's not coming from a bias standpoint, it is like you mentioned. Uh, Wisconsin's defense is far better. I mean, Kyle Hamilton for, of Notre Dame, their safety is, is going to be the best player on the field when, when all is said and done, but I don't think that Notre Dame has enough juice for, you know, what Wisconsin does, which is just pound the ball. The, the O-line is is starting to round into form. I saw a lot of good things that I liked in person at the Eastern Michigan game two weeks ago. Um, So I, I think – Wisconsin wins a a very boring football game in soldier field.
1: Yeah. I I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I mean, uh, obviously Wisconsin's offense hasn't been terrific, uh, but uh, they do have, you know, a a plethora of good running backs who are going to, you know, find their way, uh, you know, through the holes and whatnot. But uh, I I do expect this one to be a boring one. Um, But, you know, it, it does have the potential to come down to the line, um, and you know either either side could definitely win. I, I, I'm just leaning Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, speaking of the line, Wisconsin's getting six and a half in this game. I'm I am surprised by that. I thought it would have been a closer closer margin, but you know, I am not the odds maker, so I guess whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll kick it. Sorry, continue.
1: No, I was just to say yeah. I mean they they probably looked at. You know, Notre Dame's not so good wins over Florida State, Toledo, and Purdue. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they have won, but they have not been convincing.
0: No. Um, Another game that if if you're skipping between games on the noon slate, how about the revenge game, LSU-Mississippi State? If you'll remember last season, just as we were starting to kick things off, Mike Leach was the new guy at Mississippi State. LSU was coming off, you know, a national championship. And Mississippi State went in there and beat that ass because Bo Pelini doesn't know how to play defense. <laughs> and so they're running it back this year. Both are two and one. This one's at Mississippi State. This one isn't terribly interesting as both teams are horrible, but we might see some fights or something because there's, there is no good blood between those two teams right now.
1: No, and if you want me to be honest with you, I think I'm, I'm leaning LSU to win this game. Uh, as well. I just... I just think LSU has shown more than what Mississippi State has, um, especially, you know, coming off of uh, 31-29 loss to Memphis. And that's not dissing Memphis, but it's just true. Uh, when in comparison, LSU's only loss this year was to UCLA, who had a great game there at the, you know, the the first game of the season. And it was only by 11 points. So uh, I just think there's more that the, that the Tigers have shown, but uh, certainly has potential here to be a great game.
0: This LSU team is actually Mike Leach's worst fucking nightmare because man coverage is the death of the air raid, like good, proficient man coverage. Yeah. And LSU has two of the best cornerbacks in the entire college football landscape playing yeah. on the left and right side in Eli Ricks and Derek St- Stingley Jr. So that, that is a nightmare. Like Leach can only throw it to to the tight end so many times before like the linebacker <laughs> makes a play. Th- th- yeah. This could this could be like ugly LSU win.
1: It could potentially
0: be, yeah. uh, a really great Texas game, but not the one that you're thinking going on at noon. SMU TCU, Yes. At TCU. I will be watching this game 100. percent Tanner Mordecai has, has filled in at quarterback for SMU, formerly Nicely. of Oklahoma, and he, is, he is, looks looked great. Uh, <laughs> Ulysses Bentley is still playing really good and. And Danny Gray has been the main recipient of Mordecai's passing, but TCU has been on the downfall in recent years. I mean, I could so see the Stangs going in there and winning this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, they pull out a tight win uh, last week over Louisiana Tech, which, mind you, Louisiana Tech is not a bad football team. Uh, but but Mordecai, my God, sixteen touchdowns to two interceptions this year. Uh, I would I would say he fits props the right playing in. To SMU. Yeah, I would say even to right into the to the system uh, with SMU, uh, just just picking up right where they left off last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the the odds makers think that TCU is going to win this. I think SMU is going to win it.
0: Yeah, TCU is quite the big line in this one. They're expected to win by nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So I, I would at least call SMU to cover. Their defense has yeah. has taken a step back this year. SMU's, but TCU's offense is nothing to be yeah. in your boots about. So, yeah. fuck it, give me give me the stangs to at least cover. I'm in Wisconsin, so I can't bet anymore. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> if if I could, right, um, we'll we'll keep it moving on the noon slate here. Two more games that that you should at least keep an eye on. Texas Tech heading to Texas. This is what I was playing at earlier. Uh, Tech is the most fraudulent 3-0 and 0 in perhaps the power of five this year. <laughs> They're bad, and I think it wouldn't be unfair to say that Texas could win this game by upwards of, like, 30 points. <laughs> Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, they yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree. I mean, uh, Texas lost to an actually good Arkansas team. Uh, they they beat Louisiana and they shut out Rice, which obviously isn't saying much, but they did shut them out. So uh,
0: Louisiana would shit house this current Texas Tech team. So <laughs> that should tell you how bad this could get for the Red Raiders <laughs> this yeah. coming Saturday, aka tomorrow. Uh, and one more out of the noon slate that we need to touch on at least briefly because it's going to have a huge implication on the Mountain West race. Boise State travels to Utah State. Utah State with Blake Anderson 3-0 so far. Boise's rocking with a one and two. What do you like in this one?
1: Yeah, that's that's a it's a toughie, man. Uh, you know, we we sat here and we we shat on uh <laughs> we shat on Utah State. Oh, big um, time. And here it is. I mean, he ended up. I mean, we we thought it was a lateral move. Maybe not. Maybe he saw something in this team that you know, other people did, and it's at least worked out so far. So, uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't know though. I this this is such a tough matchup for me. Uh, my mind wants to say, wants to say Boise State, uh, but at the same time, Utah State has shown that they're definitely no joke uh, at all.
0: Yeah, I don't even feel comfortable enough to make a pick, even though like the line is nine in favor of Boise. I don't feel comfortable making a pick here. Like, I, I think that it'll just be a fantastic game and one that you should certainly keep your eye on in, in the early slate. I mean, they're on the West Coast and they're starting at noon Eastern. That is that is brutal for those guys. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Else, Elsewhere in college football, um, the, the big game of the day, one of them at least, is going to be at the 3.30 slate when AM makes a trip down to Arkansas. This is a going to be a real fun game Smashy, smashy football game, and I'm really excited for it. I think AM is going to win this one simply because they're good at preventing the smashy, smashy. They have one of the best defensive lines in college football. I mean, they have that Leal kid who's going to be a top five pick, man in the middle, and several other defensive linemen that are going to be drafted. But you know, AM has no identity when it comes to offensively outside of handing the ball off to Isaiah Spiller. So we, we could see something fun if if Arkansas's defense steps up like I expect AM's to. Um, to hammer the under on this, but I, I think a really fun physical game coming up.
1: Do you it, know Ryan. But I've never said this in my life. But give me the hogs, baby. Oh, no. Give me oh. the hogs. <laughs> I have not been at the least bit impressed by the backup quarterback for Texas AM. It is not it's true something that I've I've my eyes have enjoyed to watch. Uh and, and Arkansas, you know what? They're looking good. They're looking they real. do
0: look. They've been really fun.
1: Uh I I just I'm going with it. I'm going with the Hogs, man. I mean I'm not saying that their Texas win was you know something to be super happy about because Texas is always overrated year in and year out. But uh a 40 to 21 win was Fantastic, and then they come at uh, Georgia Southern and beat them forty-five to ten. So yeah, they, uh,
0: Georgia Southern is terrible this year, though.
1: <laughs> I, either way, either way, I, I'm going with the Hogs in this one, baby. You know what?
0: I love it. Uh, I would love to pick them if I didn't think that A&M's defense was so much better. But uh, it'll be a good game. Um, elsewhere in the three thirty time slot, a uh, couple games with huge implications. Uh, UTSA heads to Memphis and. While they're not in the same conference, UTSA has made such a meteoric rise in the group of five contenders from in recent memory being one of the worst teams playing football. And now I don't hate them going in. I I don't hate the thought of them going into Memphis and winning that game. Uh,
1: One of the I mean, it's like they updated their uniforms and all of a sudden they're good.
0: (laughs) To be fair, those uniforms kick ass. They rule.
1: They're awesome (laughs) uniforms.
0: Uh, Frank Harris is a, is a really good quarterback and deserves a lot of praise for this team's rise. I mean, for uh, at UTSA, he's, he's, he's been a godsend for them. Like, (laughs) yeah, UTSA has been a lot of fun. And as we Memphis just beat an SC SEC team. And I still think that they're going to struggle with UTSA. That's how highly I think of the Roadrunners right now.
1: Yeah. And I would say another one to keep your eye on, um, though I don't think they'll end up winning it, I think Rutgers might give Michigan a run for their money. Uh, I, Michigan, I was going to say that next. Yeah, I, I mean, Michigan has not had a convincing schedule this far. I mean, they beat Western Michigan, Washington, and Northern Illinois. Uh, and I, I do think that Rutgers is a little, it sounds weird, is a little bit of a step above those three teams. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I do think, I don't think they'll get get the win per se, but I do think that they'll at least uh, give Michigan more of a fight than what teams have so far this year.
0: I mean, they, they got Michigan minus 20 and a half in this game. Get the yeah. fuck out. That's free money. Rutgers yeah. is obviously going to keep it within 20 points against what I think is an overrated Michigan team, but a really solid start from Rutgers this season. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that it's, it's really being fair to what Rutgers has done this year, I mean, Temple and Syracuse are not what they typically are. And Delaware is a is a FCS team, but a good one. But still, usually Rutgers loses two, if not all three of those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really like Noah Verdahl or Vedrill.
1: Yeah, Vedrill. Yeah,
0: really, really fun quarterback. I mean, they're just not going to lose by 20 and a half. Both teams, yeah. this is a prove it for whoever wins, because both have had relatively weak schedules thus far.
1: Yeah. But uh, um, great game. Sorry, ABC. ABC agrees. It'll probably be a good game. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, also in the three thirty 30 slot, uh, poor Kent state who has done just such a oh. terrible job of scheduling. We'll travel oh. to Maryland. Oh. <laughs> they're they're going to lose this game, but Kent state, what were you thinking? Why, why did you throw so many big 10 teams? On the schedule, you didn't have to do that. This <laughs> is well. This was the I year mean, for you guys to be bowling.
1: They got a star offense. So it was worth a shot, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely not been a, a good running. I mean, they're going to have you know these losses on their schedule, and then they could easily go into back play and just destroy. It.
0: Oh, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to be sharpened by what's going on currently with all these ass kickings that they're getting. Yeah, but. Yeah. Kent state's going to wreck shit in the Mac once they start playing it. But I don't think, I don't think they can beat Maryland's passing attempt attack. No, quite frankly. I mean, with uh Leah throwing the ball, Dante Demas and Rakeem Jarrett are, might be the best receiving core outside of Ohio state in the big 10 this year. And I, I will stand on that statement. I, those are two very good wide receivers and having you know, a Tagovailoa throwing the ball to him is never hurts. So I, I don't think Kent State gets it done here, but it, it, it could be a lot of fun. Maryland has not shown me a ton on defense that I love, so that might be one to flip flip to a little bit in the three thirty slate. Yeah. Um, moving on from that one, I'm trying to see if there's anything else worth worth watching here. If, if you want to interject at any point, please feel free. Um, you know, in the seven seven o'clock state a slate Kansas State Oklahoma State both technically undefeated yeah. but Oklahoma State's fucking offense has been terrible so yeah. and, and K, K State's without um Thompson oh boy. already Yeah, Thompson that's what it was Skyler Thompson which is such already. a shame because Kansas State from what I've seen this year is like extremely Kansas State we're like their their front fo- their front seven is going to piss you off and they run the ball super well with Deuce Vaughn so if, if they still had Thompson, this could be this could be such a fun K State year. But what what a job by Chris Kleiman so far over there. Oh yeah. Just outstanding work by him. And you know, the line is the line is actually Oklahoma State minus five and a half. That's free money. What are you doing? What what is this <laughs> what? Kansas State's so going to win this game.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. That's fair.
0: Anywho, moving on. Um, West Virginia makes a trip to Oklahoma in the seven thirty slot. Upset alert! Ring the bells! Give me the Mountaineers outright, right now. This will be my my big balls oh. pick of the, of the day.
1: Outright, you're Give, you're, you're calling me. seventeen. Yep. Wow.
0: The Mountaineers going to go into Oklahoma. The wheels have been what have been rattling for too long. They're, they they got to pop off. And who else against the chaos agent of West Virginia? Yeah. I think that is a perfectly fine call. Uh, I'll be watching that one pretty closely. Give me West Virginia in that one.
1: I'll be watching it pretty closely as well. Uh, I'm not going to make a pick on this one. That was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But coward. Uh, <laughs> it should. It should be a good game. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, we of course got the great. Battle of Ohio and Ohio State versus Akron. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. <laughs> I just had to say it. Uh,
0: <laughs> if Akron scores, I think Ohio State loses. That, that's what I'm going to set it at. If if they allow Akron to cross into the end zone, game's over, Akron wins.
1: <laughs> um no, but but really though, North Carolina Georgia Tech, that could be a good one. Um
0: I haven't loved what I've seen from Georgia Tech. I think they're still a, a while away from competing. I think with what I saw from UNC against UVA, UVA what we touched on earlier in the pod, this one might get ugly. The UNC might go in there and beat that ass.
1: There's uh Oh, man, there's not really much more. Uh, <laughs> UAB uh,
0: Tulane and IU Western Kentucky in the 8 o'clock slot. I think I, we'll be fine. They'll UAB be Tulane, yeah. UAB has such an elite defense going up against Tulane's offense. That, that'll be a lot of fun. UAB has to be the CUSA uh, leader right now with you know Marshall losing to ECU and App State in consecutive weeks. I still like Marshall, and I think they should have beaten App State, but um, UAB's got to be a favorite in the CUSA right now. And then Tulane, we can't stop talking about the fucking green wave. They're one and two, but they're so much fun and such a proficient offense that, you know, that's, that's one to keep an eye on. And then Western Kentucky IU is going to be a fun one because IU has to go to Western Kentucky. Don't see that too much. No. And I'm sure that no one listening or in the world watched a lot of Houston Baptist last year, but their offense is, is a lot of fun. And that's who Western Kentucky hired as their head coach and they brought everybody. They brought assistant coaches, coordinators, every single player from the fucking team to Western Kentucky, and they have no interest in defense. They just don't play it. So, they're like, the over-under 63, over, 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 over. I mean, this I is gonna, there's going to be 100
1: points. I can't believe the IU is only favored by nine points. Yeah, how far they have fallen.
0: That is, You insane. get serious disrespect for losing to – group of five teams.
1: Man, that's crazy. Well, I, I think the disrespect is more pointed towards uh you know Penix and, and his failures this season. But Yeah,
0: he's he's looked bad.
1: Yeah. So uh if, if you see a struggle in this game, I you know Tom Allen might have to, to pull the pull the cards a little bit, switch it up, but they uh, do they still have Tuttle, the Utah they do year? have Tuttle, yeah.
0: Throw him in there, fuck! I mean, he they looks got,
1: fine. They still have Tuttle and uh, McColey's name has popped up here. Then,
0: oh, that would be that would be fun. I'm I'm sure he's still far too light to be playing yeah. D1 ball. Yeah. I mean, when he got out of Lawrence North, he weighed like 180 pounds. So,
1: like, actually, he put on a ton of weight. He's like 210 now. Okay, so yeah, I actually I wouldn't hate saw a throwing story about that.
0: I wouldn't hate throwing him in the game as much then, but but still. Maybe not feed him to the okay. There's I, no wolves against yeah. Western Kentucky, so
1: if you were to do that, uh, that would be. I feel like that would be something to do at the end of the year. There's, I I don't know if he's totally ready for that. Um, I guess we'll we'll find out by the end. though.
0: And to put a bow on things, uh, Pac-12 after dark is going to be a lot of bloodbaths. So if you if you like watching people get their feelings <laughs> hurt, you can watch that because Cal Washington's is going to be just. A rock fight. Whoever the first one to three game. points wins. <laughs> BYU is going to beat South Florida, one of the FC or FBS's worst worst teams, by about a hundred. Oregon, yeah. Notice shit house zona. Sorry. Continue.
1: No. Notice how we we include BYU in the Pac twelve slate because uh, <laughs> easily the South champs. Continue.
0: Exactly. That's that's why I said Pac twelve after dark, baby. Uh, Oregon will beat. I think that they'll cover negative or minus 28 and a half against Arizona. Yeah. USC, fair. USC and Oregon state might be the best game of the night. And then That's Arizona terrible. state, Arizona state will shithouse Colorado.
1: So don't doubt that yet. Don't doubt that yet.
0: No, I'm, I'm pretty sure
1: <laughs> Colorado has not looked that bad this season.
0: They, they lost thirties to zero to Minnesota.
1: Minnesota's not that bad either. Yes, they are. Why you're thinking about a team that competed with Ohio State?
0: Ohio State's not that good. Oh my God. Okay, we're getting too riled up, and Devin's got to get to work. So. <laughs> I think they'll about wrap it up here for this week's episode of a triple option pass. Anything else to add or anything to plug there, Devin?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course we got uh Lynn sanity. They're popping off Bryce sanity a uh, little bit. <laughs> got a little bit of Bryce sanity action. Uh, also, of course, divine rhyme. They've been doing a bunch of stuff and the circle city cinema just recently had another one of their draft podcasts. So there's, there's your running hook plugs. Absolutely. And so
0: we thank you all for tuning in and uh, we hope to talk to you again next week and hope you have a great weekend of watching college football.